Hello and welcome to episode 253 of Three Beers in a Movie. I'm Richard Laird and I'm with... Colin McKay, hello. Very good, Colin, to see you after your technical issues in the last half hour. <laughs> Se- self-induced technical issues, um, that teaches me to, to move desks around and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, but I'm, I'm calm now, I've, I've settled down, the red mist is, is fading. So. For a man who works in IT, your um, grasp of technology is sometimes <sighs> quite unbelievable. But- do, do you know what? As much as I work in IT, I do. I'm the first to admit I despise technology and I'm rubbish with it. But I seem to have this amazing knack of just fumbling about and fixing things. So yeah. In work, I'll be like, you know, somebody have a problem. And like, like today, somebody was like, my monitor's not working. And I walked over and I just plugged in the power supply and let you work. Do, do you know what I mean? It's Are like you saying you like the phones essentially? I don't know, possibly. I, yeah, I've got like this kind of just this gift of being able to fix things, but if somebody says, How'd you do that? I'd be like, absolutely, <laughs> You've absolutely no clue. No, I really, I really, really, I'm like the worst IT person ever, but I managed to get the job done. Somehow. I'm glad you work in like an office and you don't work, say, on an aircraft carrier because I feel that uh, could be a lot more problematic. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be on several episodes at aircraft investigation. Yes, that's, that's what I'm um, thinking. Yes, but yeah, I do. I get, I get by. Um, you know, I'm, I'm good at my job. I just don't know how. It sounds like you get by purely on luck more than anything. Well, else, you know, it's, it's like it's a, it's a time people say that. Do you know what I mean, it's like they'll phone me and they'll be like, "Oh, it's working now," and it's because like, you spoke to me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Just by power of suggestion, I fix things, you know. I mean, make, make it work, it works, okay. Um, oh. But yeah, um, so I'm sorted, but technical issues are, are off and running and everyone can hear me. Yay. I'm glad you're back, I'm glad you're back. Um, what are you <laughs> drinking tonight? Oh, so off mic, I showed you what I was drinking. Um, so my, my better half, Lorraine, um, was at a fancy beer shop and she bought me some some fancy beer. Um, she, she's bought me one called Tint Meadow, T-Y-N-T Meadow. Yep. Um, and it's, a, it's I don't know. Um, it's it's an English Trappist ale, um, brewed by the monks of Mount Saint Bernard Abbey, Sherwood yes. Forest. Um, we know the damage that monk brewed alcoholic beverages can do in this well, country. This <laughs> this this one's seven point four percent. You know, yes. so, so you, you have more than two of these, and you're asking for for a whole lot of trouble. Yes. But what I don't understand is is why, why do monks need strong alcohol? Because they've got no women, they can't touch themselves, they've got no entertainment, they need to be drunk. So that's but, but surely, you know, when, when you, you can't have women and touch yourself, like being drunk is probably a really bad idea because that's when lustful thoughts happen. That's At least not... then if you do touch yourself, you forget about it. <laughs> so it's just like obliviated. Obliviated memories. But yeah, a- anything with Travis scares the shit out of me. It really does. It's, you know, if you, if you see Travis or you know what, you know it's basically like Mental alcohol, crazy amounts. You do, you do know it's it's got its own Wikipedia page. T- Tint Meadow, Meadow has. yes. Why do monks have Wikipedia as well? <laughs> That's the next question. Mego, um, but yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's like you said, some bar, some Barnabas, some Barnabas brewery. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there you go. Um, yeah, it's an overall rating of ninety-seven at Rate Beard website and a score of ninety-nine in the context of style. And well, instead of the bottle, the actual drink itself. The or? drink itself. It's apparently very I, popular in Belgium and Holland, or Netherlands, is what I was supposed to call Well, of course it is, because they're fucking nuts as well, and they drink yes. crazy beer. Um, it's got that kind of, it's one of those ones where you can taste the, the alcohol cuts Yes, <laughs> you're not drinking a fancy fruit juice, you're actually drinking alcohol. You're drink, yeah, you're like, this, this is a grown-up drink, and you know, I don't, I don't know if I can handle it or not, but I'll... I'll, I'll 
struggle on. Um, what are you drinking? You're I'm drinking, something well, I'm drinking fancy fruit, uh, fruit juice. I'm drinking Brewdog Hazy Jane, so it's very fancy fruit juice. Oh, do you like Hazy Jane? Or you I do like Hazy Jane because well, I, I finished all my fancy beer box beers last week, so this is all I've got left in the fridge until my birthday's come up soon, so maybe I'll get some fancy beers for my birthday. I'll try and get you one. When's it your birthday? July 5th. July, is it? Okay, right, cool. Because yeah. I'd have totally forgotten. I'll, I'll forget it still. You, you <laughs> I'll forget, yeah, I'll get a text from you a week later going, happy birthday. Yeah, you mind me July the 4th, I'll still yes. forget. I'll be like, sure it was someone's birthday yesterday. Uh, I'm sure I'll get some fancy beers. I always seem to get fancy beers from someone at that point, so I'm sure I'll have a wee selection of fancy beers for a few weeks after that. I'll try and find you something interesting and send it to you or get it to you somehow. Um, very I'll, intrigued by that, very intrigued by that. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll, I'll do my, my utmost to remember. Okay, well... On from our beer drinking, what have you been watching recently? I with the film we talk about later on. What have you been watching at home of interest? At, at home, um, I have been mostly watching um, the boys. I started the. the well, I've only watched the first episode of the new season of the boys. Season four. Um, for the past week, all I've had is everyone telling me how amazing this this is, and I'm like, I know I'm going to watch it, and people keep saying, but it's, it's fantastic, you need to watch it, and it's what what an episode, and I'm like, I'm going to watch it. I'm a massive fan. And I watched it, and yeah, it lives up to hype. It's cool, I look forward to it. I know utterly... episode four or five is Herogasm they're bringing in. Are they doing Herogasm? I'm doing Herogasm, oh, yes. Oh, that, that's exciting, because I, I wasn't convinced they would do that. Cause we, <laughs> oh, we, definitely we, not. We, we've read the source material, so yes. we know what Herogasm is. Um, yeah. We won't spoil it for any listeners, but um, the fact that, that they've even fought to film that is fucking bonkers. Um, and Paul Reiser and the new ones playing um, the... The, the the old boy the kind of character's name but he's like the, the one who's all the comic books uh, like so the watcher you... character oh yeah. right okay right, right. Paul Reiser playing him I think he must come in episode 2 I think it is he plays him Paul Reiser's good I like Paul Reiser he Paul, he's in Stranger Things which I'll talk about in a minute but he, he does play corporate douchebag very well ever since mm-hmm. Aliens he's sort of done that well Company yeah, which is weird because up until then he was like kind of very comedic and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and yeah, and then he just kind of found this wee niche and he's he's worked what it well, so he has. Yes, um, I think that's that's all, all I've watched. Um, in terms of TV shows, um, Miss Marvel, did you watch any of that? Not yet, no, no. It's, it's, it's 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 coming up. Um, I watched the movie as well, but I'll talk about that in a moment or two once you okay. get your TV show out of the way because it's going to be a bit of a, a rant. Well, I'll talk about a couple of things. I watched. I watched um, Obi Wan. I finished that off. Um, much How the was the finale? How was finale's it? fine. Um, it does sort of take a bit of a dump on a lot of the, um, the not tropes, the um, mythology. You know, sort of things don't. You kind of wonder how things all link up later on. You know, yeah. seem to have ruined a lot of it. Was going forward, but I think it mostly just about hangs together. Um, what I will say is you don't realise how much it does good work, but that's so you see the theme, the Jewel of the Fates theme. That does a lot of thematic heavy lifting when you hear it. You know, like it, it does yeah. add an extra dimension to something that's pretty lame. And you go, oh shit, yeah, yeah. you put that theme on tune on it, and it makes it seem a lot more epic. Same you, as soon as you put like, the Imperial March somewhere, you're like, oh yeah. shit. John Williams did. John Williams, John Williams does nothing. The so. magic. It's magic. It's fine. It's it's, it's fine. It, it, it's it felt very like I think we've talked before, very unnecessary. Like I don't really know what it brought to the floor. I don't really I didn't know I think I learned anything yeah, from yeah. it. Um, That's the thing, is there's never a sense of peril or danger in these no. shows because you know in 30 years time he's old Ben Kenobi living in the And you know, you know Darth lives, you know yeah, Leia lives, yeah. Leia lives. 
look lives, you know, yeah. you just feel a bit bad looking at Uncle Owen going, this things are going to end up badly for you, my friend. Yeah. Um, but it's like, aye, so you, there's real no sense of peril. It does, the opening of the news, the last episode does feel very Star Wars. It does, it has a feel of like being a Star Wars show, you know, and more so than some of the other ones have. Um, but it's disposable, but I, it was fine. It was fine. It was fine. I, I think uh, Mandalorian's success is, is good. To- yeah, and it's good that you know it was successful. It's that I like anything Star Wars, but mm. it, it is a license to churn out any fucking nonsense yeah. and people will buy it. Which... And I would say Marvel's fell into that trap as well because it like yeah. as, much, as good as we both really enjoyed One Division, Captain America Winter Soldier was not particularly good. Loki had its moments. Yeah. Um, Moon Knight, I thought was started off strong, but then fell away quite Kinda. quickly. Yeah, um, and. Miss Marvel's, I get, there's not that. Miss Marvel, I think, is still utterly charming. Um, mm. She's absolutely adorable in the role. This, again, opens a lot more stuff up in it. Yeah. The, the, the development of the characters in it, the mother and father in particular. It's just, it's, it, I'm still very much enjoying it. It's got a nice lightness of touch to it um, that I'm enjoying, so I'm really liking that. Um, I look forward to that every Wednesday coming out. Um, also, I've watched, I finished part one of season four, I think it is, of Stranger Things. Um, so the the full the first episode or the first run? No, the first, the first run. I think it's like eight episodes. Seven eight eight episodes. episodes. Oh, yeah, that's, so. that's a lot because you're like ninety minutes an episode. Dude. And then around, tw- around fifteen, roughly, is what yeah, the episodes are. That's that's a um, lot of watching, man. There's, I, I didn't have worries. I thought each episode being that length, I thought this could really go badly. I could really question my time watching it, and I felt I might be a bit bloated. Um, yeah. There's four stories going on in it, of which yeah. two are great. One is okay and one's not particularly interesting. So there's enough great in there that you actually really enjoy it. And you, and it's a world where you really enjoy being back in. You know, you enjoy mm. the characters, you enjoy yeah. being with them, you enjoy seeing them do their thing. And it's definitely pivoted from, it's less Spielbergian now, and it's more right. 80s horror. Right, okay. Very much okay. inspired by like um, Nightmare on Elm Street and, and all that kind of stuff. It's very much in that vein as opposed to... Well, Robert England's in it, isn't he? He's in it and he's a very powerful yeah. role and he's very good in it. Um, yeah. He's got, yeah. basically only in like two scenes, but he's very good in what he does and it's a, he, he, he's a big role. Um, my, my daughter kind of spoiled it a bit for me. She, she was saying like they've been on a Rider character, they end up in a different city and stuff like that. Uh, take it, their story arcs just nonsense. No, no, they, there's actually one of the better ones because they they right, have to go to right. Russia. They have to go to Russia to try and save Hooper. Right, okay. Hopper, yeah. Sorry, not Hooper. Hopper. Hooper. Yeah, so, yeah. They have to do that, and he, they, she teams up with. Remember the guy in the season three, the the kind of guy does karate and stuff. Like, so one of the scientist guys. The kind of, I've not seen season three. Well, yet. he's yeah. in it, and he is he has got a real sort of energy to him that you, it's very enjoyable seeing them on screen because she's she's he's very excitable and she's very sort of like trying to do shit right, and it's sort of like it it works really well the two of them together. What's the so they're planning two more, but they're like kind of two, two, I think like two episodes coming out, or maybe three episodes, but they're all like an hour and a half long each. It's almost like feature length to try and yeah, finish it yeah. off, I think. But it's not and that it, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was surprised. I had real worries and fears come into it, yeah. how bloated and how how much is spent on it. I think it can feel like it's going to be wasted, but everything that I really enjoyed, and I thought I really dug it. I was really yeah. happy with it and felt invested to watch it. I do need to get out because I, I, I mean, I, I loved the first season. I've yeah. seen bits and bobs of the second and third seasons. And yeah. anytime I do, I'm like, you know, I miss this. Yeah. I just need to drag my arse and just think, you know, let's make time and just actually watch it. So it's something I will get to eventually. And from what I've heard about this season, I've not heard anyone yet that, that's been negative about it. So no, it sounds really, like. Really dug it. Um, oh, final thing I'm going to talk about is um, it's a movie that's on, um, I got on Rakuten called The Innocence. Um, and it's a Norwegian film about kids in sort of like Norway 
and they've got sort of like low level superpowers, and is it and they're all trying they're all discovering them, and they're discovering know, okay. how they can manipulate each other and how they can mess with each other, and it's basically it gets into this idea of like what makes a child, what gives a child morals and morality, and what makes them not turn into you know if they can make anyone do what they want, why wouldn't they just make their parents, you know, let them do what they want? Yeah, I want ice cream, here you go. What yeah. kind of powers have they got? You're saying, like, kind of One's got, like, telekinesis, one can, like, sort of make people do what they want, one can, like, move objects and stuff like that, one can read minds and things like that, so it's, it's all kind of these powers like that, but it's all kind of low level, they're still exploring as to what they can do with them. Um, but it's very slow burning, it's from the person who wrote the worst person in the world movie yeah. that was out this year, um, yeah. so it's very slow burning, Um all kind of mainly characters in it, apart from the parents in it who sort of flattening yeah. out of it. It's all kind of young children. I mean, you're talking like preteen, like you know, yeah. like and you do some and as the show develops and the, as the film develops, it's sort of like you get this idea of the innocence title become very, very much a, a joke in the sense that you know they're, they're testing what they can do by like doing pretty horrible stuff to yeah. others and animals and stuff like that, trying to sort of push their boundaries. But it's a how's how's the act with being kids? And I know it's hard to say because it's Norwegian, so. I, I thought they were good. I thought they were yeah. good. I found them very. I found them really good. There's a young girl, an artist, an artistic girl in it, and I don't know if she was artistic, but or if she's maybe at a certain level, but she's like she almost plays it up to make yeah. it to, for because it, it, it plays an important part as to you know the the levels of her autism. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if, if it was a, a girl who was partly autistic and they sort of play it up to make her feel more autistic in the film, in the film, and then they sort of tone it back down. She, or if she's just a really good actress. Or she's a very good actress. It's very well done. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's on Rakuten. It's, it's one of those films you go, it really it sticks with you. Yeah. Um, not not for everyone, um, because it is a yeah. very, very, very slow burning. Um, but really worthwhile. And it really, one of the things you sit about when you kind of think about, like, what would you know, what would you do to stop something? How do you, how do you explain to a child that you, you can't use that? You know, yeah, that X, the X-Men idea of like, how do you make people be good who can do anything? Yeah, yeah. Plus, I guess it gives you the whole, you know, what if Superman's a dick? It's like Bright, that one Brightburn, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you know, same idea. Yeah. Yeah, you fall to the earth and you've got all these powers, like, you know, you go one or two ways. And... This doesn't actually explain um, how they get the powers. It's just sort of they mm. have them. The kids have them, and it's all mm. like just them discovering as part of it. Sounds interesting. I, I Very do interesting. Like when they do different stuff for the kind of hero, hero oh. genre, it's nice to see them trying to, you know. It's not all from... capes and spandex, so you can do yeah. more with it. Yeah, which is, is always appreciated. Um, mm. I think that's why I like things like the boys and things like that. They just take the, the genre and spin it in its head a wee bit and yeah. you know, give you a different perspective on it. Um, yeah. Talking of the boys, I've watched. Um, yeah, so I watched the, the, the first episode of the new season of The Boys, and okay. it's just as outrageous and, and batshit crazy as every other season of The Boys has been. I will look forward to it. I might wait for it all to download then, watch it all, to be honest. Yeah, the, the, the first episode, it's got some stuff in it that you just go, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> and, to me, I just go, what the fuck? You know, it's quite... It's quite I, know they do the, I know they do the thing with the Ant-Man and Thanos, I know they do that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, Lorraine's, uh, you know, her explanation was, "Who the fuck writes us?" Uh, so you know, that, that's yeah. It's just like, what the fuck, and it just ramps up and up and up and up. Um, right. So the, the other thing I watched that I'm going to sound off about for What's a the Western. Well, um, you could call it that. Um, yeah, I watched a Western on Sky because um, I like a Western. I do like Western. I like a Western too. It's it's yeah. a genre that's never went out of fashion, really, because and, it's. And, yeah, re- recently though, I'd, I would say every Western I've watched in the past three or four years, none have really failed to, to impress me. Or, you know, and I've enjoyed them all. Um, I've not Old Henry any, this year already. Yeah, which was stunning. This one was called Apache Junction. 
Um, directed by um, Justin Lee, who directed films such as, if you're interested in the film, um, he directed films such as Hellblazers, A Tale of Two Guns, Apache Junction, The Protector, um, Any Bullet Will Do, Big Legend. I actually, I actually watched Big Legend and actually quite liked it. Um, but that's about it, yeah. So th- this film was everything wrong about Westerns. Um, and I mean, fucking everything wrong about Westerns. Um, the dialogue was written by a fucking four-year-old child. Um, the acting was coached by a four-year-old fucking child. Um, the sets and the scenery were designed by a four-year-old. Everything about this was just dreadful. Awful, 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 awful film. Um, the, the, the acting was so wooden. And the lines were written so badly and delivered so badly that it was almost comical. Um, and it had this constant music in the background all the way through it. Didn't stop at any point at all. Um, it was just off his, off his start to finish. It was it was awful. Um, the premise you is tell me the, Lord, the, the, the actress who played Laurie Stroud in the Rob Zombie Halloween isn't a good actress. She's not in this, no. She, <laughs> she, the, the, there is one... That, that, right, so I'll give you the score just now for it. It got a 2 out of 10. 2 out of 10. Do you know why I got to? Because there was one man in it that redeemed that film. If you dare say it. Tracy Atkins, I'm going to punch you in the face. Fuck no, Thomas. Thomas. Thomas Jane, right? He's Thomas not even Jane. high up on the. He's not even high up on the on the cast he, list. He was in it for six or seven minutes total screen time, right. and if it wasn't for him, this was getting a fucking zero. Um, that <laughs> this was getting in negative figures. Um, you know, this was me. I was going to write off that as a complaint to whoever would care to listen. Uh, Thomas James gave gave this film a score. Put it that way, because um, Thomas Thomas is great. We do, we do like Thomas Jane. We do like Thomas Jane. Um, he he was re- really good. Um, Tracy Adkins is he's, he's not Scott Adkins, brother. As I thought, he's he's a very very famous country western singer. Yes, stick to fucking singing. is yep. all I can say to him. Um, the lead fella is called Stuart Townsend. He's dreadful. Um, you know, you know, he was going to be at one point. Fucking a bad actor. Well, he was Dorian Gray in the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, but you know what? He was cast and cast as at one point and then get ditched after two weeks of filming because he cast what? him too young. What? Aragon and um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, my God. God, he can't act. Like, he's, bullet, he's... Are you saying Bullet Dodge when they got Vigo back in? What? Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> this, this man is, you know, he is a cardboard guy. Um, you know, you can almost see the strings moving him around. He's... he's, he's Freaking dreadful. He's, he's awful. Um, basic premise is that this woman reporter from San Francisco um, decides to go to this lawless middle of nowhere town um, to learn about the Wild West. Um, within five minutes, she gets threatened with, with rape and murder and you know, they'll kill you. And five minutes after that, yeah, sure enough, she tries to get raped and murdered and killed and he comes along and saves her. And then that's it. And it's shite. That, that, that's all I've got to say about it. It made me really, really angry. It's one of those ones where you know you you've watched it, you don't want to watch it, you hate yourself for watching it. You know you're going to finish it, and by the end of it, you're you're angry at watching it. Can't believe you committed to watch this, but you gave up on Chippendale. Dude, Chippendale just I don't know when something about that just got me. But um, <laughs> after I finished this, I went in and complained to Lorraine about how bad it was. Who really couldn't give a fuck. She's like, so? You don't fucking watch it, then, you idiot. Make it clear, uh, I did not ask you to watch this. This was not one No I one asked me to watch this. I like Westerns, and I thought, this is a Western. It's got to be good. It was, don't, don't watch it. Don't ever watch it. Um, anyone that's listening, don't watch it, and tell your friends not to watch it as well. Write to your local MP or government official and tell them to tell people not to watch it as well. That is, there you go. That's, awesome. Yes, yeah. Thomas Jane, thank you for 
fucking turning up in this movie. Um, it's a shame to see Thomas, you know, fucking dipping to the bottom of the barrel so far. But um, I think that's what Thomas Jane's career is now, dipping to the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, it's a shame. I'm just kind of thinking about that. Um, he he should have been a, a, a kind of bigger star than. I heard that Thomas Jane's a bit of a dick. Really? Yes. Oh. I think that's why he's not quite bust the way people maybe hoped he would. Well, as in, like, mean or...? Difficult on set, I believe. Wow. Oh. But without the without the real talent to back it up, you know? Like, De Niro can be difficult on set, but De Niro's got a bunch of Oscars and, you know, good fellas, yeah. whereas Tommy's Or, or even Bruce Willis, you know, he's yeah. like a megastar. You know, Bruce has been a dick. Well, he's Bruce Willis, you know, he yeah. can be a dick. But, yeah, Thomas Jane's... Thomas Jane's got, what's he got under his belt? Punisher. Alien Resurrection or something, you know? It's like he's not got that much under his belt to... Yeah. To be a dick about, you know, to, to yeah. justify it. Oh, that's a shame, man, because just kind of like Tom. You know, you put me off Thomas Jane, and then no, think, you like Tom, you like Thomas Jane. I might change my score to one now on the back of that. But on the back we'll, of that, we'll see. Um, <laughs> anyway, we'll move on to other films then that we've mm. both watched. Well, mm-hmm. or at least one mm-hmm. we've both watched. Mm-hmm. So, we'll start with the Netflix release, yeah, which is one called Spiderhead. Yes, um, directed yes. by Joseph Kosinski, the guy who we talked about recently because he directed. Um, Tron Legacy, but also recently Top Gun Maverick. That was his show. Yeah. So he's been mm. very busy of late. Um, this film essentially is about a bunch of people who are, are prisoners who basically get a cushy job by moving to like sort of a less secure prison. Yeah. The, the general vibe is they, they get drugs tested on them that either, you know, they, they ramp up their infatuation or they have depressed or make them angry. Yeah, like, like mood, mood enhancers. Mood enhancers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. And essentially yeah. they're getting tested on by an evil genius, an evil scientist, yeah. um, for reasons, um, and essentially them uncovering why they're getting tested on it and what the what the purpose of these tests are about. Yeah, yeah. Yep. In a nutshell, you got it. Indeed. Yep. Um, and if we got Chris Hemsworth, he plays the mad scientist. Um, Miles Teller plays one of the people getting tested on. Jeanie Smollett plays the um, other woman who's getting tested. She's in um, Harley Quinn, um, Birds of Prey, uh, yep. Lovecraft Country as well. And Mark Pagayo, I believe his name is, he plays like the uh, Chris Hemsworth assistant. Yeah. He plays him in it. The, the um, doctor, yeah. Yep. Um, Go. It's... They spent a fuck ton of money on this. You can like, see it in the cinematography, I would say. Possibly. Someone described yeah. this on... I can't remember what it was, but it's like... It's ex machina that you can watch while looking at your phone. Yeah, which, which is yeah. kind of it's like that's thing. It sounds like kind of high concept sci-fi, but it's really not, and you can you can almost tune out of it and still kind of watch it a little bit. Yeah, keep up with it quite easily. Easily, yeah. yeah. yeah um, and I couldn't really see where the money went on this because it's very minimalist sets and things like that. So it's obviously, I imagine Mister Hemsworth is asking for a fair um, whack of cash. Um, yeah. And to me, it had very much a very COVID vibe to it because it was always like no more than like two actors. Looking at each other at any one time, it was always very sort of yeah. Which, stuff. I mean, I think the, the overall cast itself there wasn't more than at any given time. Maybe six people in it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it was overall twenty. You seen at one point in a room f- kind of full, but that that was like a sweeping shot. And then that was it. But that it, was it, it, yeah, kinda, yeah, and, and kind of you know face to face shots, two or three people most at, most at any given time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things. Like I, I really like a high concept sci-fi movie, and sometimes high concept doesn't have to mean. Clever. It does have to mean like so. It's so difficult you don't can't understand it. It can be high concept, but quite a simple premise at it. Like X Machina is high concept. I think it's quite a simple premise. Yeah. Like Judge yeah. Dredd yeah. is high concept sci-fi. You can argue, but it's a very simple premise. You know, not not Judge Dredd. Sorry, Dredd, the Alex Garland yeah. one. 
yeah. it's quite a simple premise at it. You know, you can also be a rival, which has got yeah. like, you know really bold and sort of more difficult themes. Mm. You've got no matter what you you have to still be engaging, and this just never really made much of an impression. After you know, beyond I watched it, it finished, and that was me kind of done with it. I thought um, I, I I thought the concept was actually all right. It was quite I know the concept's fine, the concept, but it just wasn't yeah, enough. Yeah. The, the the biggest problem I had with so well, the, the positives, first of all, is uh, Miles Taylor um did didn't disappoint. I thought oh, he was good. He was, Enjoyed him he was very, also, very good. Um, the female was Smollett, good I enjoyed as well. as well. Hemsworth was my problem with this. Um he was dreadful. Um, Apparently in the book, it's based on a short story. Yeah, yeah. He's much that kind is much more maniacal and much more kind of crazy. Whereas in this they almost play him a bit like, you know, like the Spicoli of um, the scientist world. Yeah, he's like, so he's yeah. like a suffer stoner, and it didn't it didn't come across the menace in the same way. I think that there's a fine line between playing crazy genius and just coming off as odd and goofy. Mm. And I think Hemsworth doesn't have the acting talent to to you know walk that line. I think yeah. he just comes across as you know you're just fucking goofy. Um, it, it, as much as I love Hemsworth being for. That that's that's who he is. Do you know what I mean? It's. I think of an anything else I've seen him in. He's actually enjoy, I've enjoyed him in. Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's, when he's wearing the cape and the hammer, that that's where he's at his best. Um, you yeah. know, and that, that's that's where he works. Um, and stuff like this. I mean, I just don't know where he was going. What he was thinking for that character at all. Yeah. You know I mean, it just, it just he was all over the place. With you know, he's fucking absolutely bonkers. Um. And yeah, I just think he was going for you know mad scientist, and, and he just came across as you know a total goofball. Oh, um, you know, it did, didn't work, man. Yeah, um, I also thought the tone kind of really weirdly shifted in the final act, but it kind of went almost like try to be Kingsman-y with like the soundtrack kicking in and stuff like that. Yeah. Like it was like, also, we're going to go like okay, we'll see how Kingsman does it with the whole kind of crazy big fight at the end, and it's sort of like it, 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 Kingsman has that weirdness throughout the whole film, so it doesn't yeah. feel out of place. This felt you're twisted in some way. Yeah. And there was moments where going for funny, but it never really quite landed. Like, there's a bit when they have all the, the ideas that like you have your hot, you know, you have your, like, your infatuation, your love emotions hyped up. Mm. So you see it in action with like, a, a, like the um, Miles Teller and other women in the set, and they basically just start going at it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And at one point, you walk yeah. in a room and there's a big, massive sort of like Rogan, like sort of big bodybuilder walking in the room. Yeah. And it's sort of like, they kind of try and play that for last, but it comes yeah. across more sort of just a bit cringy. I thought, yeah, like, yeah. rather I than funny. I, I, yeah, same as you. I could see where they were injecting humour. It just didn't land. That, yeah. that was the problem. Um, like the, the the kind of banter between Hemsworth and the assistant. Um, yeah, that that was meant to be quite kind of funny and witty, and it, it just wasn't. You know, it just didn't come across like that at all. Um, you know, I say the, the the saving grace, I think, was Miles Taylor. Um, I've always been intrigued by Taylor. Um yeah. and he's he's kind of picking good roles just now, I think. He's picking more interesting roles now, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. I think um, Fantastic Four bummed him quite badly. Yeah, I think with things like, like, like Top Gun, um, it's not an intellectually challenging movie, but you know, when you look at what he done in it, they, you know, he can he gave that movie a bit of kudos. Um, also eyeballs are on that film. Yeah, absolutely. You, you oh, get yeah. seen by some. If you get seen, it will give you a career. Like you know, Hemsworth, like we said, not perhaps the greatest actor. But yeah. He has been in sort of like four of the last five biggest films of all time. Yeah. Before there are eyeballs on him, he can he can still make him. He can still release a movie because he's got yeah. that you know that backing behind him. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, definitely. Um, I gave this a five out of ten. 
as did I. Yeah, yeah, just exactly down, down the middle. It could have been a great, great movie. I mean, good concept and stuff like that. But ultimately, Hensworth just you know totally shit ruled it for me. Um, yeah, from, yeah. I was kind of dulled by it, to be honest, towards the end. Yeah, yeah. and as you say, you could drop out, you could go make a cup of tea, come back, and you wouldn't miss the plot. Yeah. I mean, you would still fill in the gaps really easily. Um, so it's... I never thought about it after I watched it, whereas there's a film we're going to talk about later on, which I have been thinking mm. about ever since I saw it. You know, it's sort of mm. like it, it sticks with you. And not every film has to stay with you for days and days after, mm. but you have to at least... I can't even think of a scene really in that film that makes me even think about anything, you know, since I've watched yeah. it. That's a bit of a shame. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. totally. Um, yeah, yeah. And also, for a hundred odd million, man, it's a lot of money spent on something that's just sort of very average. I didn't realize the budget was that high. As I said, some of the sudden talk, it was lovely. I mean, the guys obviously got a good eye. Good eye, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know if I would budget that hundred million just to get that shot. Um, no. So I don't know. I don't know what the budget's probably. As you say, it's probably went on. Empty. Uh, yeah, I think he was also a producer on it, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, tell him. Hems got paid. Yeah. <laughs> um, so on from that we'll go to one that's in the cinemas now that you've not seen but I have seen and I will um, talk about this before this cuts out on us and we have to start again um, it's a film called Lightyear um, which is directed by Angus McLean who was the co-director of Finding Dory um, the plot of this one as you may imagine it's all connected to the Toy Story Pixar universe yeah. it is basically it opens up with the 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 tag which says in 1995 a boy named Andy went to the pictures to see a movie after the movie, bought a toy of the main character. This is that movie. So this is basically the movie of the Buzz Lightyear character that Andy falls in love with, and that's why he wants a Buzz Lightyear toy. Which I'm glad was explained, because I know at one point I had my rage on about how can they make you know a standalone movie about a character that never existed. So I'm glad that they, they, they kind of fixed that and you know, gave yes. it a, yeah, yes. a purpose. Yeah. Um, so this is Pixar's return to the cinema after... Maybe pretty much two and two and a bit years away or two years away. Yeah. Um, they have released a bunch of films on um Disney Plus, um Luca, Turning Red, so one Luca, Turning Red, Soul as well. Soul as well. So yeah. all I know you weren't a fan of Turning Red, but I think all the three of those films are, are original and interesting and and have something to say and and yeah. sort of maybe push the envelope a little bit. This yep. does not. This is. I hate to say it about Pixar, but this is this is fucking terrible. Wow. Like genuinely bad, and that pains me to really say that because you, I'm in the, you know, I love Pixar. I yeah, I, Pixar. I, I'm, I'm like you. To me, bad Pixar is still above average animation and, yeah. and story and stuff like that. You know, let me get in context. The animation is still beautiful. It's still stunning. Yeah. It's still mm-hmm. Pixar animation is is no fault on that whatsoever. The animators did their job. They did yeah. and beyond. They made it look absolutely phenomenal. So no issues with that. It is just utterly soulless like it's not a film that feels like it's made by like sort of a person with a vision or an artistic you know sort of merit it feels like it's made by six suits with no faces in a corporate boardroom try and we all know every film almost that picks other trying to sell toys to some degree but this is just like so blatant that it's sort of it's almost offensive to watch because of that is it no. was it at all necessary to have no. a Buzz Lightyear movie? That's Not at all. the big question. I think is like why was why was it greenlit in the first place? Aye, um, I feel Evans was miscast. I don't. I don't was know, he I, was he Buzz Lightyear? He's Buzz, he's Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Right. And I thought. There's no reason not to have Tim Allen. Other than, I know Tim Allen's again a bit toxic because of his political opinions. I believe, and um, he's you know very pro-Trumpian. Yeah. I think is sort of the push yeah. behind him. But 
we all know the voice of, we've all grown up with a voice of Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. And I've heard people say, well, this is not about Toy Story, it's about Buzz Lightyear. I'm going like, motherfucker, it's a film based on a character we all know from Toy Story. Yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's the kind of tissue here. We have to, it has to be tied to Toy Story in some way. Um, also, you get, you get like Taika Waititi playing a supporting character in this. You know, a guy who's a very good actor, very good ad-libber. Mm. Character has nothing, nothing to do. So I should say the cast, Chris Evans, Kiki Palmer, Taika Waititi, James Brolin, uh, Bill Hader as well, Isaac Whitlock Jr. So it's got a really decent I, cast. Cast with talent, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no one's given a chance. And it's not like they record these voices well in advance, you know, so they could easily have you know, yeah. let Taika and that riff and then they could, you know, animate around that in some way. But... Yeah. It just feels just it's so bland, it's so dull, and there's not a single moment in it you go, Oh, this is interesting. It, it's all absolute movie making by committee as opposed to movie making with a point. And that's been the great thing about Pixar. They also seem to have like some sort of moment in it where you feel you know emotional it, that that connection. Yeah, it grabs yeah, you. There's yeah. nothing about this grabbed me. It was it was a real struggle to finish. What I was going to ask is so so what Pixar are great at doing is making kids movies, but there's stuff in there for the adults to be mm. links and nudges it get. Does nope. is nope. is this squarely aimed at? It's aimed at kids. The, the, the nine year old market. Yes, that, that's it. That's it. I, that's the problem because when you watch something like so or that, you know, the, the, there's stuff in there that, that gets adults thinking. Or yeah. There's wee nods and winks, you know, like references that you like, as an adult you'd be like, cool, get it. Just that, I mean? if, you, if you watch Inside Out as a child, it's a, it's a film, of, it's, a, it's a kind of fun film about getting into someone's head and figuring out where it is, and it's all cutesy and funny. You watch mm. that as an adult, it's a completely different movie. Yeah. You yeah. know, same with Ratatouille, you know, it's this idea of pursuit of perfection and things, you know, and yeah. anyone can do anything. It's, it's sort of that's. Kids see it as a funny story about a rat, you know, that wants to cook. But mm. as an adult, you see it as something completely different. Same with Up as well, you know, that idea yeah. of age. And the loneliness it. and, yeah. Ah, yeah. so it's like, the, the, this has nothing of that. It's absolutely nothing of that. It's a shame, man. It is, so is it just a cash grab? Total cash grab. And I don't think you think it's grabbing that much cash by the sound of it. I think it's pretty much um, died in its arse, to be honest. Um, I, do, I do think it goes back to anybody that, that's reasonable intelligent, you know, must think... Why is there a Buzz Lightyear movie? Yeah, I, mean, I think that's. Um, I will go and see it because yeah. I like Pixar, but you know, yeah, yeah, no, it's, after, a, it's a very meh after, movie. It'll be yeah. on Disney Plus in like a, two months' time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're older. You know, Doctor Strange is on Disney Plus today, and that's that was on the cinema what about nine weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. is it? Jesus, uh-huh, it's on, it's on, um, on Disney Plus as of today. Well, well, that's fast. Um, so light year, that's not so. My kids went to see it. Um, they liked it, but they are nine and fourteen. Maybe you know, in the so end. yeah, yeah. Um, so so that seems to be the audience. But I was never convinced by it anyway. When I seen the trailers, like usually we see a Pixar trailer, yeah. I'm there. But even when I seen the trailer, I was like, I don't know, I care about this. Yeah. Um, and I think you've just kind of cemented that that kind of notion. I, I went. I go in at least already half loving a Pixar movie, so for me yeah. to go beyond, to, to go to drop below that, it's, it's tough. I've Dude, not you... disliked a Pixar film this much since probably, like, Cars 2 or 3. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, did you like Turning Red, for fuck's sake? I love Turning Red, Turning Red was a like, like, wonderful film. That, that says it all um, for me. Um, so, oh, that's, that's a tier. Out of 10, would you give it? Uh, a very low, unfortunate 3. Oh, fucking Jesus I, I'm going to say your lowest Pixar scores has probably been a six, maybe. Probably. I probably gave Cars a six. I probably even gave yeah. a good dinosaur a five, at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, oh, dude, this is this is sounding bad. Um, I shall go and see it, and I shall give yes. you my thoughts on it, but um, 
I suspect much. I, I, maybe I'm just getting old and emerging, but movies are starting to make me angry. I'm starting to, you know, think, you know, I don't deserve this. You know, I'm here to be entertained and you're making me sad and angry. And, you know, I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, why am I putting up with this shit? You know, I'm kind of I'm getting quite kind of... The difference is... I, can, I get angry at films as well, but I don't get angry at other people for liking the film. I think that's a difference. As you get older, you, you don't, you shouldn't really get, you learn not yeah. to get angry at someone who does like it. So, so yeah. you can get angry at me for the fact that, and that I love or I like a lot more the Star Wars prequels as opposed to mm. the sequels. Mm. You can't get angry at me for calling for it. You can you can be angry about it, but you can't be angry yeah. at me. You know? Yeah. You can, no, not no. I don't. It, like, you just tell it on. I mean, it's like yeah. that, the, the amount of Charlie like is disgusting as well. Um, but I'm finding more and more I'm getting this this, this sense of um, indignity and, and outrage at, at movies. You know, they just make me you know, like angry and not nah, stomp. Right now as well, it takes more effort to get to cinemas now, and, and to try mm-hmm. to make that effort to go. So you want to be entertained. You want to have something to feel it was worth the trip. And yeah. I think a lot of films recently have not worth the trip. Oh, what not worth that trip? But the point is that when you get something that is worth the trip, for example, everything, everywhere, all at once, yeah. you, you rekindle that love. You understand why you love it. So when yeah. something is delivered to you on such a massive scale and it's a disappointment, that's why it hurts more. Yeah, yeah. So basically, we're chasing. You're chasing a good movie now. Um, yeah. Or then stumbling across the occasional bad one, which used to be the case, I would say. Whereas oh. now it's you know it's. Well, I think now as well, because the cinemas are only full of these blockbuster tentpole pictures, the hit-miss ratio is a lot more towards the miss ratio. Whereas mm. before, we could always justify, okay, 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 the big budget film this week wasn't that great, but we saw three kind of more in- indie movies or even sort of more like $10, $20 million budget movies that we, yeah. talked and we thought were awesome. You know, yeah. you might have saw, like, say, a really shit, you know, Transformers film the same week we saw John Wick 2. We go, well, you know what? John Wick 2 balances out the shit there, you know, but yeah. we're not yeah. getting that constant, we're not getting that um, additional media to make it feel better. Do you think cinema's changed? Do you think this is the way cinema is now? Do, I think it will be for a while, yeah. I think it's going to be this way for a while. Yeah, do you think Avatar's going to be the turning point for it? Or? I'm hoping so. Avatar's one that definitely will pull people back. I'm hoping because Avatar is huge and hopefully we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Interesting, be interesting to see. Okay, calls. Before we move on to the last film we've both seen, um, don't spoil it. But you saw the Black Phone last night. Oh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about more at length next week. Now, this is a yes, film based um, been... on a Joe Hill short story. We're big fans of Joe Hill, which I didn't realise I'd read because I've read uh, Modern Ghost Stories. Yes, um, but I'd read it. Twenty century um, ghost, it not. Sorry, twenty century ghost. But I, I think it was out in two thousand and six. So I've I've read it way back then. Yes. And I'd completely forgotten all about it. Um, ah. So I've actually read the story, like, like, because I'd read that. Somebody recommended to me years ago, like, when it was just up and coming, and I'd kind of read it pretty much like, the year it was released, that, that, that book. Do you know what I mean? Because I remember um, telling you about horns, and I pushed horns on you quite. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but um, so, yeah, last night I went to see the, the Black Phone. So I've seen the trailers for this, and I, you know, I, this is the most excited I've been for a horror film in a long, long, long time. Yep. Um, went to see it last night, and it did not disappoint nice. um, at all. It, it's not quite the horror film that the trailer makes out. But More psychological. Yeah, but it's yeah. not a bad thing. No. Um, it also feels like it could be a companion piece to Stranger Things. Yeah, I, I um, got that vibe. It feels like it's sort of really very much riffing on the part. Because Joe Hill, was, you're, you're a fan as well, he's very much a guy who loves like Spielberg and 80s movies he's very much a guy who's very much in that zeitgeist he grew up on that he loves that stuff he's also well. got you, you can see that he's got his dad's influence which isn't a bad oh. thing uh, you know there's tropes there that his dad uses that he uses you can see you know who his dad is you know everyone yes. knows it's Stephen King 
Um, and you can tell that from his writing and also from the adaptations as well that yeah, he's you know, that seems familiar. It's because it's Stephen King's son, and it's not a bad thing at all. It's no. really, really not. Um, so far, I've, the, guys I've who, the, the guys who almost the, the horror is almost a secondary thing in their stories, like they, they, yeah. they, they spend a long, long time building character. You know, if, yes. a 500 page book, they'll maybe spend 350 pages building character. You think of Pet Cemetery, yeah. for example, 90% of that book is just in building the family. Or who they are, and then you've got the last sort of like fifty pages is all the horror. Yeah. I'm reading a Stephen King one that's now called The Institute, one of his newer ones. Okay. Same idea. He's just he's spending three hundred pages of just building. Yeah, you, you get to, you know you invest in these characters, so you're on the journey with them. With them. That, so when something that, bad happens, you feel very much touched by it. That's exactly what this this nails perfectly. Is you're, right. you're invested in it. There's, there's a lot of kid actors on it, and they're very very good. You cool. know, but you you don't want shit to happen to them. You're like, oh my god, you know, don't. Um, Ethan Hawke is outstanding. He doesn't have a lot of screen time, but what screen time he has, man, he fucking he owns. He he does shit with that. Um, it's I didn't realize it's it's the same team that done. Insidious as well. Yes, so it's, um, it's same director, same actors, and stuff. Got like He directed um, Doctor Strange as well. The first Doctor yeah, Strange. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, that's, that's what he came off Doctor Strange of. There's a man. He that did that. He pulled himself out of that because it wasn't yeah. horror enough for him. This is and this yeah. he didn't move himself into it, it, it. What an amazing! It's, it's a great, great film. Um, we'll talk more about it in length, but you, you're in for a treat, sir. Uh, be be excited and I'm looking and, forward and, to it. Embrace and enjoy it for what it is. As I say, you'll come away and Mr. Hawk will, will stick with you for a, a wee bit afterwards, shall nice. we say. Um, I mean, Hawk, it, Derrickson seems to know how to use Hawk. He knows exactly what, what you know where to put him and stuff like that. And I don't think he, you need to work hard it. to use Hawk. Hawk's a great actor. You just have to, yeah. you know, and it's, I, think it, I think it's more telling if someone doesn't use him right. Like yeah. he'll, he'll do what he's told because he's a professional. Yep. But if you don't use Ethan Hawk right, I think it says more about the director use of that person rather than or the writer's use of that character rather than him like that's what I thought the big thing about um, what was it um, Moon Knight was didn't know how to use Ethan Hawke in it yeah yeah, and he wasn't even terrible in it but yeah no. his character was underdeveloped for sure absolutely yeah. but um, no sir um, it, it, it's nice to be excited by horror again and it's nice for a film to live up to the hype as well um, I'll give you I'll talk more about it and I'll give you my score next week as we've said before on podcasts um I think a horror film that scores five doesn't make it a bad horror. Um, no. You know, it's, it's just, it's a genre thing, unfortunately. It's, it's, you know, it's a good score for a horror. This surpasses. Um, nice. and, then, and then some, sir. And then some. So you're in for, you're in for a wheel of time. When are you going to see it? Um, Sunday. It'll be my, but, yes, it'll be a nice Sunday after. I'm going to go see Elvis followed by The Black Phone. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay. Well, I did go what? see Lightyear followed by the next film we're going to talk about. Um, oh, so yes, I, I do like to... Uh, I'd like to do Bond <laughs> Yang Yang with um, <laughs> movies. So I'd uh, tell folks what is that next film. The next film I'm going to talk about is a film called Men, which has mm. been out for I think two or three weeks now. It's, well, um, three three weeks ago I spoke about it. So yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so I'm actually quite happy that it's remained in cinemas because it seems like a film that would disappear from cinemas very quickly. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Stick around a lot longer than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Um, so directed by Alex Garland, um, who directed films Ex Machina and Annihilation. Yep. Um, which was on Amazon Prime, Ex Machina yep. in the cinemas. Um, yep. You've also got, he was a writer of Dread, um, the, the Dread film. He also was a writer of Sunshine, if you remember that one, 28 I Days. Do, yeah. Yep. Um, and he also wrote the novel of The Beach. So he's a very good writer as well. Yeah. Um, you know, he's definitely not a slouch when it comes to the, the, the words. So, the plot of this one is very odd. It's a woman who's suffering a trauma after her husband 
commits suicide or yeah. or, or, or an accident that looks like suicide. Yeah. After they have an argument when he when she wants to divorce him, so she's kind of guilt about what may have caused him to to kill himself because he's basically said, "If you leave me, I will kill myself." Said, yeah, yeah. And I follow through on that. She goes to this town essentially to sort of like recover and sort of heal in some way. Yeah. While she's there, she runs into a lot of people, a lot of men in the town who all look exactly the same. And that's what, yes. from her point of view, they all look exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and in the town, she starts to be basically stopped by these men um, yeah. in various ways, um, some more overtly than others. And it's essentially her surviving basically only like about what, one night or two nights in this town, essentially? It's not very yeah, long. It, it, it seems to take course over, yeah, I got that kind of two or three nights at most. It's not, you know, it's not months and years. It, you know, it's, it's you know, she gets there in about a couple of days. Shit is going down. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so anything about Jesse Buckley, um, I was like her, Rory Kinnear plays pretty much every male role in it. Um, apart yes. from the, the, <laughs> her husband is, play, um, well, is played by Papa Isidu. And her best friend is Gail Rankin, who you really yeah. only see on the phone. She sort of talks, she's sort of like a, um, somebody just talks on the phone and sort of push some exhibition, ex, ex, uh, what's the word? Um, exposition forward. You know, yeah. trying to you know, push yeah. the story forward a little bit. She's definitely yeah. that character. Um, so, did you like this film out of interest? Because I, I don't, I can't remember if you actually liked it or not. Um, I, I, I'm still. So I've I've not had a chance to speak because I didn't because it's one of those ones I didn't want to speak about it because if you do it's, it's not going to work. Do you know what I mean? The, Agreed, I can't, yes. You can't speak about it if you do. You're just going to fucking ruin it for anyone that you speak about it. Mm. Um, I don't know. I think the biggest problem I've got with is um, I don't know how far we want to go with spoilers, but it, it, it's saying something about men in general. And yes. I think. Coming from a man, I don't know if that perception is correct, and I don't agree with the message that it's given as well. If you know what I mean, I don't think I don't think the ultimate message is that basically all men are the same. They're all misogynist, and you know they're all just after the same things. I don't know if I believe that, and I don't know if it's a man's place to convey that as well. No, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but. I think the point this film's trying to make is I'm not I'm not going to use a hashtag not all men because that's 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 been sort of corrupted. But the idea is that all the men in this film are that man. But it seems to be a sweeping generalization of like you know, in general, men are men, and I'm like, I don't know if I buy into that or not. Yes, there are men like that, but then not all men are like that, and no, I don't. See it, yeah, mm, I agree. I'm not I'm not saying what you're saying. Not, not all men are murdering psychopaths. And I, I, it's hard because I'm saying this as a man, which yes. then kind of almost puts me into that frame of, yeah, but you're a man, how can you say that? Mm. So I kind of get how it kind of fucks with you that way as well. But I I feel that coming from a female director, um I could buy into it more, but coming from a male director, I just don't know how I feel about about the message. I don't think necessarily it has to come from a female director. I, I do get, I do get your point behind it. Mm. Um, that perhaps it, it would have came. It definitely would have hit you in a less, a, a less sort of like preachy way, perhaps. If it was yeah. done by a female director, you maybe understand where they're coming from. Yeah. This maybe feels more like it's sort of a man trying to excuse himself, possibly. You know, and almost trying to be like sort of that social justice warrior type thing to sort of prove that. He's better than the rest, almost. Um, maybe, maybe, I didn't really yeah. get that from. I I got the. I, I figured that the purpose was that it's not to indicate that every man is like this, but unfortunately, 
if you're a woman, <clears throat> you might have the percep you might have the perception that all men are like this because of what your experience in the world is. And me and you can't speak to that experience based on the fact that we are two white men into the world. So yeah. generally we don't really have too many barriers. We don't really look at many situations and have a worry about them. Yeah. You could easily have done this as a sort of like a get out situation with like some, yeah, yeah, race. You could you you, you could play with any card. You could um, have had it as a gay character or a yeah. trans character, and it probably worked in roughly the same way of like just the idea of how the how the perception of the world is when you're looking at we like people like us, even though we're not, we are very much not the enemy, but people who look like us are essentially the enemy right now. They are the sort of the public enemy number one because of what they do to the world. I, I get what you're saying, but I just think the burst strokes were too broad in this one. I, I think it, I think it came across as a damnation of you know if you've got a penis and that chromosome, then boom, you, that's it, you're fucked. Um, which I don't necessarily agree with. I get it is a problem, it is an issue, but I don't think it's you know a global issue where, where all men are labelled in that the put in that container. I but do you not think, do you not think they've done that? Like you could argue that why maybe did you see promising young woman? Did you see that one? I seen that as well. Yeah, yeah. And you're okay with that one? Because it's directed by a female, so you're, you can you can have yeah. But I don't I don't I don't think that gave you. I think that explained it more from what you're saying initially. Her perspective of that, right. whereas I think this film doesn't. I think this film is him saying, "Here's there you go." But I, I, I get th- it. All, I get it all from her that's point. Of view. The, that's the whole point. And her point of view. They all look the same. Doesn't matter who the guy is. All men are the same. That's that's so it's from her point of view. Because no, I, I I didn't feel that. I didn't think it was. I just, I think that was him saying that. Which okay. I don't. I don't think he is entitled to say that. It's a fair point. Okay. Yeah, maybe. As a film, know. what do you think of it? As a film, did you find I, it? So well I, I, as a film, yeah. I mean, um, Jessie Buckley. Um, she she's a phenomenal actress. Um, I think. It probably could have given more to do for being, you know, the, the kind of centre of the story. Um, you know, there was times where they kind of played her down. I'm like, no man, give, give her more meat to, you know, she 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 can fucking act her way around, you know, the, the best of them. You know, she put her up there with fucking Helen Mirren, whoever, and she'll she'll act. Um, yes. you know, she'll do it. And I think she could have done more had she been allowed, maybe. Um, you think a little bit Damsley like screaming a lot, yeah, just yeah, towards the last final third. And just sort of react, um, just looking at something really. Rory Kinnear was outstandingly weird. Although there yeah. was a lot of characters in it that I felt was plucked straight out of Harry Enfield in terms. I thought uh, the um, <laughs> the landlord particular. Yeah, very much so. You, you can almost imagine him having well. the who was who was it who was it Harry Enfield fashion when he had the, um, the 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 old gentry guy and the old boy who was like sort of his yeah father. yeah yeah him, or, or Tim Nice with them even yeah. you know what I mean? it's like, it could have been one of those characters. Um, as a, but, as a quite liked that character. I thought it was yeah, was actually very yeah, funny. I, I, I really enjoyed. As did I. Um, the the but yeah, I mean he he played what five six characters possibly in the movie maybe seven possibly yeah um and the, the, know, um, the priest was quite notable he was fucking horrible yeah um, the bartender the guys in the bar you had the policeman the policeman the kid yeah. was creepy looking the kid was weird as fuck yeah yeah, yeah. um you had the stalker the, the crazy stalker guy that, that was just fucking weird oh the green man yeah that that was odd um and then a lot more a lot more um Male frontal nudity than I expected in this film. Was not expecting that. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Rory's not scared to. Rory, know, Rory will whip it out at any no, point. He, apparently, he, yeah. He, here, here's my jug. Um, <laughs> you know, the camera adds ten pounds. You make yeah. you are that pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk. About, so, so let's get to the meat of this film, um, which is probably the talking point that everyone's going about is the body horror towards the end. So the last twenty minutes, yeah, is fucking insane. Yeah, I mean it's pretty brutal. It's 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 generally something I wasn't really sure how to react to. It, to be honest, it's something you watch and you're going, it's Cronenbergy almost. It's, it's, yeah. it's on that level. It's very it's, it's visceral it's, to the, the point of like almost unable to watch. Yeah, and it's unrelentless. It doesn't, you know, it, it, you know, at most points of film, oh no, you know, it's right stop, stop. Yeah, you know, this just goes and goes and keeps going and going and going to a point where you're like, you know, what more can you do? And then it does more. And it just... And you almost knew, because you've done it once, then yeah. twice, you go, right, that's character one, that's <laughs> character two. Yeah. Fuck, there's going to be another one. And they'll pull yeah. another one after that. And there's probably another one after. You're like, holy shit, this is, this is going to keep going. And you're like, where's it going to come from? Because every time the character yeah. appears, there's, there's a physical trait to them. Yeah. It makes you realise it's happening Represents, again. Yeah, and like, again, and again. It's happening and again. again. So it's like, again. it becomes very difficult to like, yeah. I was, at times, I remember like, I didn't turn away from the screen, but I remember, I almost think like that, it did feel quite difficult to watch a little bit. It's almost like an intimate grotesque to it. Uh-huh. I would say, where, where, you know, you yeah. feel like a voyeur possibly. Yeah, because it's... Yeah. It's not really horror for horror's sake. It, there's a sort of a naturalness to it, almost like a sort oh, of. Oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it's a very strong visual metaphor. Yeah. Um, you know, and I hope most people get the metaphor because it is yeah. quite, you know, it's, it's quite kind of blunt. You know, the, yeah. the metaphor. Um, it is obvious, and I hope people get it. But you know, uh, as this visual metaphors go, Jesus, man, it, you know, it 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 hits it, it fucking hits hits home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You're at no point left thinking why why is this happening? You know, yeah. you know, and and I think, yeah, I think that's maybe what makes the whole, you know, thing about men being this is probably because the metaphors are so strong, you know, and and maybe object to that possibly. I'm like, no, you know, mm. you can't you can't go in like that, and you know, just kind of tar me with that brush. I'm not, you know, I'm. I'm not that buff, and my, my kids won't be that rebuff. And you know, possibly my, the good thing about it is maybe. It you look at it and go, I'm not that guy. But then, are you again because you're a guy, you know, you, you can't now say that because Garland's yeah. kind of fucked that up for you to say that because you're not allowed to because you could be that guy. Do, do you know what I mean? That That's what annoys me. Is it's like, you know, it, it's not how dare you, but it's like, you know, you, you can't make that assumption for you know all of us man i'm sorry alex and as, as clever as you are and whether I, you know i don't know if you're atoning for something or apologizing or supporting but you know don't you know let me speak for me as well if you i get, get your I mean. point i do get your point from it but i do still feel that there's enough of it to indicate what you're seeing is her perception of reality as opposed to garland's trying to say this you're seeing it for he's writing as her i would say Mm, cool. Right. Okay. So, so let's yeah, let's let's put, put an upward for now because because it's got to go back and forth. Yeah. No, but um, I, I do I do emphasize I do get what you're saying and I do understand. Yeah. I, I get that as a definite perception you could make of the film because yeah. of what it does show and what it, and it is. It's almost to the point of being overly woke at times to the point where it's trying to get a point across. It's to try like make a, it's really yeah. trying to hit it home. You know, with one of the cats being a police officer as well with you know what's mm. happened in London over the last like, sort yeah. of year that was. That was pretty. I don't know if that was meant at the time, or if that's something that's just it's happenstance. I'm sure, 
Nah, I'm sure. I'm sure. It, I'm sure everything in it is by. But no, but I think, I think it was filmed a while ago, though. That's the thing. That's what that was really bought me. It may have been filmed before that happened. But this has been an issue before that, hasn't it? Oh no, it has. Not, yes, not, but, not as reported, perhaps. But it um, does. Yeah. It does hit in the same way that scene in Get Out when the police arrive and Get Out, and like you would think, oh my god, this is good. The police are here. The black cat like has that look of oh fuck like um and it's like yeah and and she has that look about her as well she's a police officer it's it's not the idea of like help has arrived it's more of yeah. a like she's she's scared or she's more she's apprehensive even though as a police officer yeah. you would think that would be okay yeah and, it, and it's not but um I, I i honestly don't know if i liked it or not i've, I've still totally on the fence to, to what i think I, I think i enjoyed the horror elements of it because um, I do like gore. Um, I think Rory Career must have put himself through torment to make those scenes. Um yeah. can only imagine what that man's you know been through to to, to put that on, on film because it is it's relentless for 20 minutes. You know, it's just like you know, fucking well, the small budget, I think, as well. Yeah, I mean, I and the, the, the screening I was in, um people were groaning, people were giving, you know, oh my god, you know, you know, people were laughing nervously. It's, it's a um, lot you, you almost want to laugh at it. I remember like people yeah. like and I was saying people laughed at it because it's so yeah. it is so holy shit moments. You know, you're like, am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? Um, and yeah. yeah. I thought it built attention really well and I like some of the stuff when you see yeah, some, yeah, yeah. It, it those mundane moments when you're going, I wonder what's happening and all of a sudden you see something in the background, you go, holy fuck, did I just see what I yeah, think I saw that, that, that's always good. Um, I, I really one wee bit I enjoyed it, but was like kind of later bit in the, the film was um, the tunnel scene when she's singing. singing. Yeah, that, that was sweet, man. That, that was just you know, that was just. It and, was and sweet, the way, but you knew like, had. I was watching, waiting for the payoff of it. The hand, yeah, and, and, and it happened. Yeah, <laughs> it fucking happened. Um, but I, I liked the way they used that that music throughout as well. Yeah, you know that that well. became you know it just. Built, built on that as well. Performance-wise, faultless. You can't. Yeah. I don't think you can fault any performance, and I think it shows. Jessie Butler, I don't think needs to. She doesn't need to demonstrate her strengths. We know she's phenomenal, but I think it, Rory Kinnear really, you know, he, he was outstanding. You know, to, to play all those characters, um, and then the physical stuff that he's put himself through as well. That was that was amazing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and. It is a powerful film. Um, right or wrong reasons, I guess it's not up to me to say it. I'm not allowed to say anymore because Alex has now determined my role in society as a man. Um, thanks for that, Mr. Gallon. Yeah. Um, but um, out of ten, six. I go seven and a half. Seven and a half out of ten. Yeah, cool. I enjoyed it. Cool. Definitely one I'm glad I saw in the cinema and didn't wait for, you know, a rental. Can I get to film it demands attention. You can't watch it at home. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's one that people should see. Um, I mean, everything I'm saying, I'm I'm not saying I'm by any means a perfect man. You know, I'm not saying I'm perfectly woke or, you know, new age or anything or perfect like that. That's not what I'm trying to kind of say. I'm not against the movie's message and it's a mm-hmm. good message. And if one person sees that movie, and feel shame about, you know, their behaviour as a man, and they can recognise themselves in that, then good job, Mr. Galland. Yes. Uh, Galland, sorry. But don't, you know, don't take my voice away from me as well. Fair enough. Okay. That, that's deep, man. It was like, deep for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, from I started I... off being angry about a Western to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, as an arc, indeed. Well done. Yeah, you've grown as a human. Um, anyway, that is us for this week. Next week, we've got some interesting stuff to watch. We've got yeah. At the Cinema. We've got Elvis. Yes, which I'm going to go and see. I booked a seat for tomorrow. Nice. Um, I'm, I, I don't know if you know this, I'm, I'm quite a big Elvis fan. Are you? <laughs> 
Yeah, well, I mean, I mean I'm 50 years old, dude. Um, I grew up in a household where my mum and dad were massive Elvis fans. So, you know, my gran loved them. So I've pretty much seen every Elvis movie. Um, Elvis done something like 26 movies in like four years. It was something yeah, ridiculous like that. I just, yeah. Seen them all, dude. Um, listened, listened to the records. I think um, when me and my brother Andy, when I was, I want to say 10 and he was five, um, I got fat out of the chip pan and greased his hair back like Elvis. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Elvis is um, he's a big part of my life. Um, so I do have a fondness for Elvis. Um, I, I understand the man's flaws. I get, you know, he's a fucked up person. I get yeah. that. Um, but as, as a musician and stuff like that, I grew up with Elvis in a big, big way. So I'm genuinely excited to see I'm going to by as well. I'm a big, yeah. Baz Luhrmann, if anything, is a visual filmmaker of, of some note. And I'm intrigued in what yeah. he does with a guy who was, if anything, was visually entertaining. You know, just, and it's also got Tom Hanks in it. I mean, you know, we, we do love Tom. And um, the guy from Yoga Hoser's playing Elvis. So, I mean, that's well, something as well. Austin Butler's becoming a bit of a breakout. Um, yeah. He was in um, Once Upon a Time Hollywood. Yes. He played Tex in that. Um, yeah. So, it's good to see him coming out. Because the last thing I seen him was um, the Shannara. Well, Shannara as well. Remember, he was okay. in the Shannara Chronicles, um, which I love the books and the TV show just totally just ripped me, broke my heart too. Um, so, it's nice to see that he's breaking away from shitty TV to. Um, Mm, but, uh, young, yeah. young Bill <laughs> Young Bill You've also got Mr Danny Glover in it as well Oh well Okay So there's something for you You might enjoy that um, nice. um, I'll watch that as well So that? um, yeah I will make an effort To watch that one You've also got On Netflix tomorrow Coming out is one film called The Man from Toronto Tell me more It is starring Woody Harrelson Okay Also Kevin Hart And Callie Kaylee Coco From your Flight attendant, Flight attendant. Film. yeah, she's um, got a lot of catching up to do now. That girl, tell so me. essentially, it's the world's deadliest assassin and New York's biggest screw up are mistaken for each other at an Airbnb. So, I am intrigued to know how they work out that, that Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson are might be the same person. I do hope there is no blackface involved, but we'll see. What I'm happens. sure there, there, there won't be. So um, that's that's coming out um, on Sunday uh, on Friday as well. So we've got that as well. Cool. So some stuff to some stuff to watch. And I've still got to watch Obi Wan as well. So we'll give you my. Yeah. I'll and both those films are under two hours. So. Yeah. I will, I will watch them. So I've been I've been good at watching. You've been good. You've been good. You're already up, you're already one up on this week already by seeing Black Phone. So by seeing the Black Phone, yeah. Well, horrors ever jam. It's, it's nice to it's nice you know when a horror does come out and you know I, I do get excited and we do get let down a lot. So it's nice to. To see one coming out and one that actually meets expectations as well. I'm excited so, for you to see. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing. It. I feel that. Tell me what you find us. Three beers in the movie. That's number three, not THRW. Number three beers in the movie. Uh, we're on Gmail, Instagram. Um, we're on Facebook. We're on, we're on Twitter as well. Um, we're on TikTok. No, we're not. TikTok, which it doesn't on have. Jill no. might have TikTok. Jill might. I have believe TikTok. she does have TikTok. Yes. Jill could put us on TikTok, so she can we can. Do the worm in the floss and see. I'm down with the chip. The shit like that. We could do all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, look us up. Give, give, give us, give us some, some, some feedback. Um, you know, let, let, 
What's your thoughts on Alex Garland? You know, has, has you know, has he stolen you know our voices? Am I a ranting lunatic that, that makes oh, that for sure, yes. <laughs> in my head, um, I'm out of funds of IT. Who knows? You most I, definitely are. <laughs> I could be. I've been Colin. You've been Richard, and we've been three beers in a movie.